Welcome back to the What's Not Seen podcast with Georgia. It's another solo podcast, um, and this one's pretty spur of the moment. Um, something just hit my spirit, and I wanted to share and enlighten anyone or just elaborate with anyone who already knew this, because what hit my spirit today is a light bulb moment for me from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit also told me to make a podcast about it and share it with you. So here we go. Have you ever had those days where you literally just want to lay in bed, watch TV, read, and eat food? And may I add, not be bothered by anyone. <laughs> literally all day. I have had those days, especially this summer when I don't have to work. Uh, soon I will. It's almost July. I'll have to start prepping for next school year. But I have literally had days where I've laid in bed all day and watched TV. I'll get up, watch TV, help the kids get their teeth brushed, you know, change diapers, fix breakfast, back to bed, more TV, get up, help the kids, fix lunch, get out some toys, clean, you know, do it. I don't even do a quick little tidy, quick, quick, quick. Then back to bed, more TV, get up, change diapers, you know, dinner, fix dinner, eat it in my bed. Granted, all of these meals are in my bed while I'm watching TV. Uh, and let me reverse back to the morning, get dressed really fast, go get my coffee, because I literally cannot make the coffee like the coffee shop that I love anymore. There was this one caramel sauce that a co-op had in my neighborhood and they stopped selling it. And ever since I lost that caramel sauce, I my coffee from home just does not taste good to me anymore. And I've tried several things. Anyway, all that to say, I was starting to have that attitude again today. And I was talking to my husband and I'm like, I literally, and it's been that way for a couple of days now, where it's just, I don't want to do anything. My brain like wants to do things, but my body is just like, no, I just want to lay in bed. I don't want to be bothered. I don't really want to cook. Like, yeah, I want to cook because I want to eat. But it's like, I don't want to deal with like household chores or entertaining my kids. You know, it's like, just go entertain yourself and let me just rest, quote unquote, rest and watch TV and be in my zone for as, every day for as long as I want to be in my zone. And today I started feeling like that. And like I said, I was talking to my husband about it. And so I got up and I pushed myself to just start doing something. I don't even understand. Like it started with re like rearranging some things in our house because we're renovating. And I just like started moving little knickknacks around on my shelf. And then that led to me cleaning out my whole stove, like legit taking the racks out and giving her a good old scrub down. And while I was doing that, I did some other stuff too. I swept my floors, cleaned off some of my little knickknacks, wiped them down and moved them around. But while I was cleaning my stove, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and it said, that feeling that you had where you didn't want to be bothered with anyone, 
and you just want it to lay in your bed all day and do nothing, that's a spirit. And whenever that spirit comes upon you, you need to fight it. And the other women and men out in the world, whoever by chance will stop and listen to this episode of this podcast, will be blessed just like you were with your eyes open by being aware that whenever you feel that way, when you don't want to serve anybody, you don't want to be bothered, you just want to lay and do nothing. That's a spirit. That's not resting. That's why I put it in quotations earlier, because the world will and other people that may be unaware of it will disguise that spirit as rest, especially if you can and you are a hard worker and you go out and you do your thing. You take care of your kids. You know, you work out in the workforce like it'll disguise those feelings as rest and everything is always about a heart check. And if your heart does not want to serve anyone but yourself, that's not resting. That's a spirit and you need to check yourself. All right. So on to the scriptures, my favorite part, the word of God. So I looked up some scriptures. All right. Um, let's see. Let's start with the just there's a bunch of little scriptures that I looked up. So I'm going to read those to you and then I'll talk about um, like what we well, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. The first one that I noticed and I don't know what version these scriptures are. I just like pulled them really fast, but I know like the book, the chapter and the verse. So you can look it up in your Bible and read what your Bible says. The first one is Galatians 6, 9. And it says, let's not get tired of doing good because in time we'll have a harvest if we don't give up. So that's what I was doing. That's what I have been doing this summer. It's like I work hard all school year. I just want to lay in my bed and do nothing, eat food and do nothing. I don't want to be bothered right now these past few days, but I shouldn't, you know, don't let that get to you. Don't get tired of doing good and don't give up. That's what Galatians encourages me with. The next one is Psalm 128 verse two. You will definitely enjoy what you've worked hard for. You'll be happy and things will go well for you. If we continue to work hard, we will enjoy it. After my stove was cleaned, there was a smile on my face. I did not regret putting in the effort to serve my family for us having a clean stove for me to cook, prepare food in and on, an oven, I should say. I did not regret doing that. I was happy that I got up and did it. The next one, Proverbs 21, 25. The desires of the lazy will kill them because their hands refuse to do anything. Drop the mic. <laughs> I don't need to elaborate on that one. I think that completely speaks for itself. The next one, 1 Timothy 5, 8. But if someone doesn't provide for their own family, and especially for a member of their household, they have denied the faith. They are worse than those who have no faith. So for me, that speaks with not wanting to be bothered either by my kids or by my husband, you know, all those little things that 
when that spirit comes over me, I feel our annoyances, changing diapers, getting waters, cleaning up messes, getting tool, you know, activities for them to do. But I am their only provider when I'm home. And if I don't serve my family and provide for them, that this verse is saying we've denied the faith and we're worse than non-believers if we treat our family like that. I don't want to set that example for my children. So that one was really like a dagger in the heart. The next one, Proverbs fourteen twenty three. There is profit in hard work, but mere talk leads to poverty. Don't talk about the stuff that you're going to do. Get up, do it. Second Thessalonians 3, 10 through 12. Even when we were with you, we were giving you this command. If anyone doesn't want to work, they shouldn't eat. We hear that some of you are living an undisciplined life. They aren't working, but they are meddling in other people's business. By the Lord Jesus Christ, we command and encourage such people to work quietly and put their own food on the table. This one just like backs up that if you're not busy, like doing your own thing, you're going to start looking around, having no business, messing around in other people's business. So focus on you, get your stuff done and you won't have time to be, you know, getting caught up in drama or anything like that because you'll be too busy living in your own lane working. (laughs) So... And the last one that I have from my quick mini verses is Philippians 4.13. And it says, I can endure all these things through the power of the one who gives me strength. And I think that's an amazing verse to end on. And I'll read it one more time. Philippians 4.13. I can endure all these things. Through the power of the one who gives me strength. I think that's going to be like a mantra for when that spirit comes on me and I don't want to do anything, but that I will use that verse to fight back and continue to do, serve my family and be a model of Christ for them. Now, speaking of serving our families and being a model of Christ, I remember, I specifically remember when my husband and I were dating, I was like, I want to be like the Proverbs 31 woman. And he was like, I've never heard of that before. So I like screenshotted all these verses and sent it to him. And it's kind of like full circle because now we're married and I have an opportunity to be a model of, it's called a wife of noble character. That's the name of the epilogue. And it's in Proverbs 31. And it starts at verse 10, where they're talking about the wife of noble character. So I'm going to read this to you, hopefully as inspiration of what Christian believing women should strive for. And just ways to make our husband love us more you know, appreciate us, our children to appreciate us and just bless our family. So here I go. Proverbs 31, 10. 
A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grafts the spindle with her fingers. I have no clue what that stuff is, not going to lie. Maybe that's something we can learn about together. (laughs) She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Uh, Hint, hint, wink, wink. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. How amazing is that? This lady truly is that woman, (laughs) that wife, I should say, right? So it's not necessarily that you have to do all of these things as a Christian woman, but it says... You know, the this lady surpasses all of them. It says many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. I bet she does because she's doing everything. It's a lot that she's doing. And that's amazing to know that this is a real life example of what we can do as Christian women. You know, she's laughing at the days to come. It's, it doesn't say that she's stressed out and annoyed and doesn't want to be bothered. Even while she ha- is doing all of these things, she's finding joy in her work. So I just want to encourage you to, you know, read these verses for yourself. And I would like to say a quick prayer over myself and any other person, male or female, even though this is directed more towards, you know, wives and women, single mothers. I just would like to do a quick prayer over us. Dear Heavenly Father, please protect our hearts, Lord. Please cover our bodies. Give us strength, as your word says, to serve our children and our husband and, you know, keep up with our household. Help us to grow in your strength and in your word so that we can live out and be 
examples of this wife of noble character, Father God. Thank you for all of your provisions, Lord, everything that you have uh, blessed us with to be over our children, our homes, our work, Lord, our bodies, their little bodies, their little minds, Lord. Thank you for that and help us to be good stewards over the things that you have given to us. So at the end, when we are at your judgment, you will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you, Father God. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening and until next time.